Hey everyone, this is Kennedy Hawk. Welcome to another episode of Card Game Chit Chat with Kennedy and Crimson. It's been far too long, but how's it going, Crimson? It's been going pretty good. Been playing lots of different games and just enjoying life. All sorts of different games. So if you haven't listened to one of these little spin-off episodes before, what we do is we talk about card games that aren't Marvel Champions. Sometimes we bring up Marvel Champions and talk about those games through a Marvel Champions player lens. But this is just uh, other games that you might enjoy if you enjoy Marvel Champions or other games you might um, despise, depending on what we say today. <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about all sorts of Marvel games. But first, I have a question for you. Yeah. So if you the holidays are coming up, if you wanted to give someone the best card game ever, what card game would you give them? Mm, it would depend on the person. If the person is a likes like if the person is a person who likes games like Dark Souls, you know, challenging hard games, I would give them Arkham Horror. If if it's a person who uh, an extrovert, there we go. That's the uh, nice way to say it. If it's a person who's an extrovert, I would probably go with like Marvel Champions or maybe uh, Lord of the Rings because they can be played solo. Um. If it's a very introverted person who is uh, well-funded, I would probably go Magic. <laughs> Especially if they want to buy you things, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could use a couple more dual lands. <laughs> I've got a friend that really likes co-op games, so this year I think we're getting him Aeon's End, which is what I'll talk about next episode. But my other question for you is if you're going to a virtual white elephant party and you want to give a card game that is just the gift everybody wants to give away. What card game would you pick? Um, give me an example. So it's it's usually you're trying to find something that's like really cheap online. Um, oh, it's like um, a gag gift, like a oh, the, the, a real bad card game. <laughs> it, it, it's it's not a bad card game, but it's kind of a cheap card game. I I would give out Flux. The, the different versions of flux and usually like if, if you're trying to do like the white elephant party where and, and you're giving them something that you know like read your room if it's a bunch of star trek people i'd give out star wars flux there you and go. Vice versa. <laughs> my brothers and i always play card games um over the holidays so this year we're doing it virtually and we put out a challenge to find like the worst TCG you can find. And everybody's going to get a starter deck in five packs. And we're going to have to play. Oh, so my, my entry is NFL five. It's actually a current card game um, based on NFL teams and players. You like field and offense and defense and mm -hmm. play like war from your hand. It looks like I, I have mm -hmm. only played one demo game against myself, but I'm pretty excited to see their reaction. Is it worse than iron gridiron? No, it's it's actually like it seems like a reasonable game, but the packaging just made it look so bad that I was like, "This is it. This is the thing to get." Um, trying so. to remember if there was a card game that I just absolutely hated, and I know I'm gonna get flack for this. I I, I know I know. Uh, Young Jedi would be in that list. I'm sorry. It's it, so it was pretty bad. Come on. It's so simple. It's just it was bad it was not meant for people over the age of 12 um, i think i was 12 when i played it so yeah. cut off made <laughs> um outside of that i mean there's some stupidly overcomplicated games that 
are popular, like they're old dead card games, but they are still popular, like Shadowrun, Illuminati, Werewolf. You know, mm-hmm. but they were just overcomplicated, over just they weren't good games. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I know lots of people have much love for those games, but they weren't very good games. Now, some shockingly good games that I thought were gonna just be utter trash was like Eve. Um, Eve was a great card game. Uh Xena, Princess Warrior. Holy crap, actually a good card game. I remember that when they had a card game for every IP that existed. Yeah, yeah, they they all used the C23 system, which I actually <laughs> really enjoyed C23. But yeah. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about Marvel IP card games. So, I think we each picked a card game and we've got a listener email suggestion card game that we'll talk about at the end. So, why don't we go in order of the card games that came out first and you can tell us about your selection. And we both played these games online with each other either over TTS or Skype. Um, so Let's talk about your card game first. Uh, yeah, so we played some Overpower. Now, I will be the first one to admit Overpower has drastic flaws. And we saw definitely some of those flaws. But the core, the the understanding, the, the basics of the game has always been fun, fast-paced, uh, not overly complicated, and enjoyable to play as a pickup game. Um it reminds me of what Magic was supposed to be. Magic was supposed to be a game that you played in between rounds of D&D. Um, not the competitive giant that it is now. Well, Overpower feels very much that same way, you know. Um, it's quick, fast. Y- y- you play it at, like, a party when, you know, maybe, you know, two people are eliminated. Or you're playing Commander and two people are eliminated and the last two are just, you know... Oh, look at me. I, I got 12,000 life. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's one of those games that I've always enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I like the Marvel IP. And I like the fact that they have all three IPs in Overpower. You know, they have Marvel, DC, and Image. Um, I never played with the DC stuff because that's sacrilege. But... Bruce. Yeah, I know. <laughs> image, I can, I can easily put some spawn into my Marvel and be happy. <laughs> There you, um, go. you know, and I've always enjoyed it, and I, I will always enjoy it. It's one of those just games that I've enjoyed, uh, especially the mechanics and the character mechanics of it. What did you think of it? So I thought it was great. Um, I played it a lot as a kid, but I'm pretty sure this was one of the first card games I played, and I didn't actually know the rules. So me and my cousins just made rules up and played until someone won. Um, I like how simple some of the cards are. So in the game, there's... Uh, like power cards or something like that. I, I'm going to get butchered all the names. There's cards that are specific to like a character, right? Yeah, there's special um, uh, special cards, power special cards, cards, and team up cards or universe cards. And then what are the the cards that just have numbers on them? Those are power cards. Those are power cards. So each character has uh, a strength or like a level in four different power types. And then you yeah. have cards that are basically just suits of cards that you play to like get that character to attack or defend in that suit. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of the cards are like really simple. They're just art with like a number in the corner and a symbol and you know what's going on with it. I think like, the core is really, really good for overpower. Yeah. And and most of the specials are generally simple too. I mean, there are a couple like power leech and a couple other ones that are a little bit more complicated, but for the most part, they're either 
a big attack or they're in a void or they're a heal or something like that. Yep. And overpower is a CCG. It started in 1995. Mm-hmm. So your team up, right? You picked like four heroes and you could include special cards of those heroes. And then these power cards. Yep. And it was um, a normal magic, the gathering style deck building. So yep. things got overpowered real quick. <laughs> things. Things broke themselves fairly quickly. Which is why I am a thorough advocate of pod-based deck building, because it controls power creep in a way that others don't. Yeah, the thing I didn't like about Overpower, that, and I think maybe the game we played, I didn't fully appreciate it yet, is you can store these face-up cards onto one, like, one type of card per character mm-hmm. onto the board, and those are like extra cards in your hand. I understood the concept of it and it worked really well for me because I won, but I didn't fully understand like the advantage of not doing that versus doing that and things like that. I think maybe once I played it a few more times, I would start to get that, but that seemed like a weird mechanic to me. I like to have my hand in my hand and my not hand in the board so you can know what it is. Yeah. Uh, Playing cards face up to play later was, was murky to me in a PVP game because this is a, a player versus player game. Yes, it is. And, and it, it is weird, especially because it does have a concede mechanic. So a lot of times you'll end up placing your entire hand down and then conceding that round and then moving on to the next round. And you have all those cards placed, plus all the cards in your hand to kind of double your hand size for that round. Yep. And this was published by FLIR. So this is back yeah. when, you know, sports card companies made uh, CCGs. Yeah, upper also deck the makers player. of American Idol, That's the cool. collectible card game from 2004. Yeah. So check out that golden nugget someday. So you can obviously name the upper deck card that came out around this time, right? The what? The upper deck card game. Um, yeah, we'll go to that soon, I think. Yeah. Um, and then so can, yeah. you, can you name the score? Because score was also a, a sports card game or a, a sports... Uh, a sports company. Oh, can I name the card games from this time yeah. period? Oh, no, no clue. I played Overpower Magic during this time period. Everything else was dead to me. Score, uh, score is the one who did Dragon Ball Z, the original. Ah, okay. And Upper Deck, I believe, was the first iteration of Yu-Gi-Oh. Really? I believe. Wow. Don't hold, don't hold me to it. I'm gonna have to double check it. But I remember I'm looking right now because I want to know how crazy that is. I remember seeing the upper deck symbol on Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the very beginning. And if it's not, you can cut this part out. <laughs> yeah, I'll just remove it later. Um, let me find it. I, I'm on the upper deck page. Or the upper deck, like, uh... yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh card game, 96. Yeah, bam! Deck. Three expansions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I remember when the Sea Duel card game. Oh my goodness, these are so great. I remember when Yu Gi Oh first came out. I'm freaking old, man. <laughs> all I know is the Dark Magician wins everything in Yu Gi Oh. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, I thought it was Blue Eyes White Dragon. That one, too. So, um, Overpower, great card game, Marvel based. You pick heroes. Um, do you get to play as villains ever in that game, or is it always just yeah, heroes nope. versus heroes? No, nope, definitely villains. I mean, um, my deck had Sabretooth and... Oh, that's right. You know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, they, they got almost every villain, too. So Mr. Sinister, Magneto, all of them. And it was very X-Men heavy, if I remember right. It had um, Avengers characters, too, but X-Men was like 
the back of the card is Wolverine and Spider-Man, like swirling yeah. around the logo, right? But it, it, I, so the the first set had a very good mix of Avengers, Spider-Man, and X-Men. Um, most of the villains were from Spider-Man because Spider-Man, you know, he has a good amount of allies, but you know, you can, you know, you got Spider-Man, Spider-Woman. Okay. <laughs> you know, there, there was no Spider-Gwen and there, there was no, you know, Miles Morales and the Spider-Verse at the time. Um, you, you did have the, you know, oh, you also had Fantastic Four. So you had the, all the Fantastic Four, you had, you know, your staple Avengers, Thor, Hulk, um, Iron Man, Captain America. Uh, you, you had your state, your your X Men. Now remember, this was the time when cartoon the cartoon was very popular. So you had Gambit, Rogue, um, Storm, yep, Professor X, Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Jubilee, I think. And this was pre MCU, so like the focus on Avengers didn't exist yet. Um, they published cool. comics at Marvel, but that wasn't like the headliners. That was the X Men. So yeah, no, the, the X Men were the headliners. Cool. And uh, did you want to talk about the, the other game we played together, the the redesign you're working on of this uh, engine or system? Yeah. So I really like the way Overpower plays. Problem is, it's 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 got some complicated mechanics, like the bidding, where you you bid on whether you're going to win or lose that round. Uh, the the battlegrounds, the uh, the event locations. There's a lot of it's a 90s yeah there's a it's Blood a 90s down. card game you know every expansion they had to add something new they just couldn't build onto what they had they had to give you something new and it just got bloated really bad um i also thought that the rules could use a little bit more cleanup and make it a more simplified more of a a brawler game like transformers mm -hmm. is i really like the the way transformers plays and the fact that it is a straight up brawl game um so I've been I've been working on a revision for Overpower. Um, I've released a little bit of it on tabletop, and you you can definitely find it under my workshop stuff, uh, and that's SOF Crimson. Um, but one of the things that I, I've worked on is you know just making it more streamlined and making it pod uh, based building. So when you go to choose. You still choose your four heroes and you choose a location. You choose the location is going to give you another location that goes in the deck, but that location is going to start in play. You're going to get a bunch of power cards that are usable by every character in the game. Um, then you are going to get, then your characters will have their specific cards in the quantities that they have. So no more one per deck cards because, well, you grab Jean Grey, she's only got one of this card, and then two of these cards, and then maybe one of this card. Um, and it allows you to make different versions of those characters with different skills and abilities. So, like, Iron Man Normal versus Iron Man Hulkbuster. Yeah, and we tried out your redesign, and I, I thought it worked a lot better. The, the bidding thing kind of didn't pan out for us in our, our trial game on Overpower. Yeah. And... Uh, to not have to do that bidding helped a lot, and the the, the brawler feel was definitely there. Of we got yeah, a bunch of heroes on the board, and we're duking it out. So I, I appreciated that. And there's definitely you know snowballiness to it that can happen, and unfortunately, I don't think there's a way to fix that. You know, just get good sun. 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it is nice. I, I'm not putting out a lot. Hopefully, when I'm done with it, I'll have you know the basic like set one done, and then if the community accepts it, you know, like we do with the custom characters in Marvel Champions, you know, maybe people will make their own custom characters, custom pods for for that. But you never know what the community is going to do. But if there's interest for it, I will definitely you know try to work on it more sweet well let's let's switch up the order from what i thought we were originally going to do and let's just keep going through time in the marvel card game stream so the next game we're going to talk about is from listener stewart stewart writes i heard you guys talk about this card game on previous episodes I, he's talking about the main show i think i mentioned this as like a, a throwaway line once he said, I really want to hear what you guys think about the old X-Men trading card game. It was based on the movie-verse, and it was full of grim and grit, just like you would expect. So, we're gonna, we, we did try it out. I uh, bought a booster box off eBay for like $10, because that's what dead card games cost on eBay. Scanned them all in, and we played it on TTS. And you obviously don't play Star Trek or Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, bad or even, card games. Let me or even Highlander. <laughs> Try to find a box of Arms and Tactics, and you're looking at $70. And that's right. for cheap stuff. So I did a little bit of research. X-Men, the trading card game, because everybody's just dying for X-Men and Marvel Champions. This can stem the tide until we finally get it, hopefully, someday in 2027 in Champions. Um. <laughs> Came out in 2000, right after the first X-Men movie came out. It had one set, so there was a starter set, and there was one expansion of boosters. A second expansion was designed but never printed, um, but a bunch of the scans are online from the design team, so you could play with the second set. It was based in that movie universe, so, you know, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It was the craziest design plan ever. So Wizards of the Coast did all of like the game mechanics and like card design and balancing. And then Marvel provided the art. And Fox did the theming on it. So Fox was in charge of making sure that like this character fit into the Fox X-Men movie universe. So yeah. it's kind of cool because some of the villains you'll fight are like Apocalypse and Sentinels and they're things that didn't show up for three or four movies later. So you can see how much Fox's vision like changed. Um, but this was their like original vision of the X-Men universe. So in this game, much like Overpower, you start by having three X-Men characters on the field up more up to some team building amount. But in the starter decks we played, it was three each and you each put two villains on the field. And you take turns, you t uh, use your X-Men to attack the villains, and then you choose one of the villains to attack your opponent's X-Men. And your goal is to be the first player to defeat two villains. Um, each X-Men had three stats, so they had fighting, energy, and X-Factor, which is like how much their mutant power is cool, I guess. I don't know. Um, and it was crazy. It's, it's a pretty crazy card game. What were your thoughts when we played it online? Um... You know, it, it took, again, I'm old. My, my brain is kind of slow some days. Um, I, re I remember playing this game. <laughs> it took me a long time, but at, towards the end of it, it started to feel familiar again. Um, I, I actually think it was an okay game. Um, now, so for, for all my people in Portland, you might remember. So 
this game came out 2000. It was right after the movies had come out. And I think I had played it at Free Your Mind or Eternal Elysium, one or the other. Uh, those are the two um, card shops out there. And pretty much anything Watsy put out, everybody bought. Just They, they just bought it. Um, unfortunately, most people thought the game sucked. And, you know, it definitely could use some help. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I actually quite enjoyed the game. I... I I like simplistic, other than Young Jedi, <laughs> uh, games that you just sit down and play for a couple minutes and then move on. I, I you know, like sitting down and playing. I, I can't play Commander; it takes too long. I lose focus. Uh, if if I was playing Arkham Horror by myself, there's no way, no way. The the only reason why I could play Arkham Horror is because two other people are relying on me to shut the hell up and focus. <laughs> You know, but I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was very fun. Yeah, and I think it's it's got the brawler feel you were talking about, right? You've got your X-Men, they do attacks, the villain does attacks. There's not a lot of, like, bloat in there, and part of that is because there was only one set that was released. I'm sure if they had gotten five or six sets out, there'd be the bloat that is of every 90, early 2000s card game. Um, but I think it has a lot of potential. I, I was actually working on some, like, templating for this to get better scans for our thing, and I found myself, like, designing different cards <laughs> I think it stinks that they limited themselves to just mutants by having like each character has a mutant power. Um, yeah. It's about a 20 minute game. I think the craziest thing in it is it's got dice. It's one of those card games that uses dice. I know destiny people are crying right now. Hey, they're, I, just, they're just six sided dice with one through I, six on them. Right. I thoroughly love the, the, the Watsi's version of star Wars that used dice. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, so when you attack, you take your team's like attack total against the villain's like defense total or the villain's statistic total, and you roll the delta in dice. So if I have nine attack and Toad has six defense and energy, then I roll three dice. For every one I roll, I activate the defender's mutant power. If I roll a one, if I roll a two, it's like knockback damage. Three, four, and five deal deal a point of damage, and then a six activates my mutant power. And there's like a priority ranking of like whose powers would go off first based off their speed somehow. Um, it's a pretty fun brawler. And if you want to check it out while you're waiting for X Men, the two player starter set on eBay is only like seven dollars, and it comes with two fully pre constructed decks, um, a foil promo card that only comes in a two player starter, and a comic book depicting the mission that happens after the first x-men movie that was never filmed so that's <laughs> cool yeah um, pretty good game i i liked it i think it it felt a lot like overpower because we played overpower first and then we went and played this and i was like oh my gosh these games are the same i'm starting to realize that there's only three categories instead of four but they they felt very similar it is a little weird that you never like attack your opponent um you attack these villains and then you use one of the villains to attack your opponent so there's a little bit less uh feel bad i don't know it still feels bad when you lose but yeah although the original overpower the uh characters only had three uh the mental or iq wasn't added until the third expansion and they had to re-release every character well if i if i ever decide to design a full set of this i'll let people know and it'll be on tts but there is a mod out there x-men the card game you can try it out. It's got the pre-constructed decks in there and whoever I got out of my booster box. I mean, there were crazy villains in there. They had the Brood. 
in the first set. They had Apocalypse, Mr. Sinister, Sentinels, Mojo. Yeah, who, who puts the brood in the first set, right? They just like it's like they opened an X-Men comic in the 90s and they were like, these are bad guys. Let's put them in there. <laughs> Yo. And uh even the heroes were that way. There was like a there's Psylocke in there, there's um Marrow. There's everybody from the movies, obviously, right? Storm, yeah. Iceman, Rogue, all those characters. Um, Professor X was a boss. That was great. So the the starter set, yeah, it came with Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, Rogue, Jean Grey, Professor X. So it's like the six characters from the first movie. The villains were the four villains from the first movie, right? Toad, Sabretooth was one team, and Mystique, uh, Magneto was the other team. So you you get to play out that first movie, which was cool. I loved it. Um, I would definitely play it again. I wouldn't say it's like the best card game out there, but for value, it's like a really good card game to pick up and just like throw down on the table with some friends. So, yeah, it, it's one of those little known games. So, you know, it's it's quite cheap. Um, I wish there were more dead card games that were like that. But yeah, I did find some images from the second set, and the second set was supposed to have Gambit. So I'm really disappointed that it never got printed because I can't like go buy the cards. They had foils. Everybody likes foils. No. Excited. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Moving forward in time. So X-Men TCG comes out. It's got boosters that come with it. Dead on arrival. No more sets come out. And next, I'm sure a bunch of other Marvel card games happen, but the next game we're going to talk about is the Versus System two-player card game. First, I have a testimonial from Mr. Ben of the Build Phase podcast, which is a podcast all about Versus System, the two-player card game. And we're back, not on the Build Phase podcast. I'm Mr. Ben, and today Kennedy asked me to record two to three minutes about why I love the Versus System to PCG. Now, the real challenge here for anyone who listens to my podcast is going to be me keeping this to two to three minutes. So I'm going to do my best. Where to begin? Uh, I guess the easiest thing to reference is the IP that Versus System is based on. It is primarily a game that releases content set in the Marvel Universe. So if you want to be Captain America, if you want to be Iron Man, these characters are there and you are able to play with them. And unlike the original Versus System, and frankly unlike most card games, you get to choose what's called a main character, and that character stays in play for the whole game and effectively acts as your loss condition. If your main character takes too much damage and gets knocked out, you lose the game. I really like the flavor of that. It feels very much like a comic book type of event come to life. Versus also includes other universes such as Aliens, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, X-Files, Predator, and all of these different elements come together to make a really cool game that does the sort of thing that I think most comic fans and most fans of nerdy type entertainment have been doing for ever, which is who would win in a fight? Batman versus Superman. Who would win in a fight? A xenomorph against Predator. These things really appeal to the sense of imagination and fantasy that I think a lot of people who watch these movies, read these comics, this game just slots right into stuff that we've already been doing with our imagination since, well, maybe I shouldn't put this on anybody else, something I've been doing since essentially childhood. Now, none of that matters. The flavor is irrelevant if the game is bad. 
And the thing about Versus is not only the game not bad, it is, I think, arguably the best competitive card game out there right now. So there's a few things mechanically that this game does that really sets it apart from other card games. Uh, Magic the Gathering famously has this flaw where if you don't draw enough land or you draw too much land, it creates a non-game. You just There's nothing you can do. You don't even get to play a game. You just slowly lose over some number of turns. Versus has solved this problem by allowing you to take any card in your hand and play it face down to count as a resource, which is the currency that you use to play characters. So even if your hand is suboptimal, you never hit a point where you are so far behind your opponent in terms of the ability to pay for cards that you can't get back into the game and actually compete. That is mechanically a fundamental design choice that more and more games have taken on. If you look at like Hearthstone, for example, they give you your resources automatically every turn. The mana flood, mana screw paradigm of game design is very hokey and out of date. Magic is, at this point, an old game, and being that it was the first game of its kind, it carries some flaws because we just didn't know any better, or the designers at the time just didn't know any better. Versus solves all that. Also, Versus lets you draw two cards per turn, which is another thing that I really like because it lets you get a lot deeper into the game before you end up in a top deck type situation. While top decking and navigating how to handle that situation definitely tests player skill, I think, again, it has the potential to create a non-game where it's less about your choices and what you're doing to your opponent and more about your opponent's deck just not serving them anything to interact with what's going on, creating, well, a non-game. Another thing I really like about Versus is that it is an attacker initiative game. And I guess I sort of skipped a step there. There's no summoning sickness. No, You play a card, you get to use it that turn. I do not know why more games don't do this. I fully understand the idea that giving your opponent a turn to react to whatever you played makes a certain kind of sense, but it also, I think, slows a lot of games down. Having a summoning sickness type effect just acts as breaks on gameplay, and why would we ever want that? Like, we're here to play the game. We're not here to look at each other. So having no summoning sickness coupled with attacker initiative. Now, every time I use this term, I have to define it because not everybody thinks about games in these this mechanical nuts and bolts kind of way that I do. But summoning or attacker initiative is essentially I get to pick what I want to attack and then I attack it. Whereas in a game like Magic or Eternal, you say, I'm going to attack with these five guys, and then your opponent has a chance to say, well, I'm going to block with this guy, and I'm going to play this spell, and I'm going to interact with your attacks in all these different ways. Now, I don't think it's inherently bad to have the ability to interact with your opponent's attacks, but I do think it's inherently bad to have the game set up to where the person who's attacking, the person whose turn it is, who's making choices, is more or less at the mercy of the defensive decisions that the off-turn player is making. I just think that's hokey, dated game design and being able to go, I'm going to take my Captain America and I'm going to punch your red skull in the face is much more entertaining, much more interesting than saying, I'm going to turn my Captain America sideways and you can throw anything you want to in front of him. So for these reasons and many more, but I'm almost double the time I was asked to record at this point, I think versus system 
to PCG is the best collectible card game on the market right now. Uh, one other point that has nothing to do with mechanics or flavor is this is a LCG style card game. So when you go and buy an expansion, you get every single card you you need to play all of the cards in that expansion. They don't even do the Fantasy Flight Games halfway thing with Arkham where you buy a deluxe box, but you really need to buy two to get enough copies of everything to have full play sets. No, 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 no. You go buy an expansion of Versus System and you have full play sets of every card in that box. So any combo you can think of, you can play. And you don't have to chase rares. You don't have to set, you don't have to sort of compromise with your deck building because you can't afford a $50 individual card. You get the expansion, you get everything you need. And for these reasons, the flavor is on point. In fact, the flavor is so good that sometimes it actually compromises the game mechanics a little bit uh, but the game mechanics are also on point and checking all of my favorite boxes for what I consider to be good game design and the release model is very friendly to someone who maybe doesn't want to spend hundreds of dollars every time an expansion comes out just to be able to play the cards that are cool in that expansion and given my life situation that really fits with me so this is the most succinct version I could create of why I love this game so much, why I have done a podcast for many years now, in all, butting up against 250 episodes at this point. Uh, I just can't say enough positive things about Versus System and about super awesome games. Danny and Ben, the guys behind it, are wonderful, and their game design skills actually reach beyond Versus 2 PCG and 2 other game systems as well that are also quite good so in summary versus has some of the best flavor you can find in any card game if there's a character you like the way they're handled in versus most of the time is going to make you absolutely delighted there are a few misses here and there admittedly nobody's perfect but for the most part if you like a character that's features in versus system you're going to enjoy the way they are treated and you're going to feel good and powerful playing those cards game mechanically the game is absolutely solid and keeps games feeling punchy and interactive and entertaining and you don't have that playing against a blue player in magic with stasis just do nothing until i finally just concede the game out of frustration at not being able to do anything kind of game that doesn't happen hardly ever in versus and finally, the release model is very friendly to middle-aged dudes with kids who can't rare chase. So I think Versus 2 PCG is an absolute hit, and if you haven't checked it out yet, I strongly recommend doing so. Uh, if you want to listen to me talk about this topic further, you can find me at patreon.com slash thebuildphase. Go win some games. Well, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, thanks, Mr. Ben, for that awesome overview and intro of why Versus System, the two-player card game, is so great. So, Crimson, we played this game over webcam, so let's talk a little bit about what your experience was, because you weren't as high on Versus System as Mr. Ben and I are. I, I definitely liked it. Um, I don't know if I'd go out and buy cards for it, but I'd play it again. It did feel a lot less clunky than the original did. Um but it, it still felt a little clunky. It, it still had a lot of tokens, a lot of ex excess rules outside of what the cards say. Yeah, um, that, that's my one complaint about the game is, um, 
almost every card has a unique rule on it. So just looking at cards in front of me, like they're very thematic. They're just like dripping with theme. But yes. sometimes like the rule they make up is so complicated, you have to get the rule book to read it. The positioning thing is fixed a little bit in the first versus system. Like you had to have characters next to each other to like team up and reinforce each other. But now it's like everybody in row one is considered next to each other. Everybody in row two is considered next to each other. There's a little bit of this like 3D visualization thing going on. Um, but overall, it's pretty good. It's mainly Marvel focused, but there are other IPs in there. So there's a Buffy set, there's an X-Files set, there's an Alien and a Predator set, um, and probably many more to come. But for the most part, it is Marvel focused. Yeah, I would still get rid of the uh, two rows. I still think that's dumb. You don't like the two rows. I love the two rows. It's so thematic. I hate the two rows so much. Like, if a character's got flying, then you can't attack it unless you have ranged. It's that simple. Or flying. Make make it simple. Make the, the words work with each other instead of making this positioning board strange stuff. Because a person can have flying and be in the back row, or if I have flying in the front row, or a person was... And it changes the way it works. And same thing. What I'm hearing is you don't like chess, right? Give me, give me my checkers. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't mind chess. Uh, but if I'm gonna play chess, I want to play chess. I don't want to play card game chess. I want to play Marvel chess. It sounds great. I think that exists. It does. <laughs> I just don't want to play 3D Star Trek chess. That's all. I'm okay with that too. No, I'm good. Coming up with great games for me to play. For me, I like the complexity factor. There, there are complexity factors on Board Game Geek for all these games. So, overpower out of five, what do you think the complexity factor is out of like a thousand ratings or whatever people put in? Two. 1.8, pretty close. Um, X Men, the card game, what do you think the complexity factor is there? 1.4. 1.44, pretty <laughs> much. Dead on. Versus system, complexity factor. Original. 4.1. 2.6. People think oh it wasn't gosh. that bad. So you just, I mean, get your son, right? That's Maybe I'm just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then Versus System, the second card game. So they tried to streamline and simple this 2.6 weighted game. How, how good do you think they did? You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it became more complex, but I think it felt more like a 2.1. It was a 2.3, so they, they shaved 0.3 off in the complexity weight rating. So that's good. That's not, that's not terrible. What's Magic got? Um, let me search. Um, Magic came out in 93, according to this, and it has a weight complexity of 3.2. So I don't know what you're whining about Versus System for. Apparently <laughs> Magic is worse. Uh, whatever. Now, okay, I, I want you to look up one more for me. Okay. Star, Star Wars by Decipher. We could just do a whole episode of you guessing what the complexities are and being wrong. <laughs> it would be funny. 3.1. So Star Wars and Magic are almost identical, it says. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you played Star, uh, Star Wars by Decipher? I have. That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bullet number right there. <laughs> well, versus some two-player card game. It gets one pack a month. So there's about 11 packs a year. They take like one month off in the year. Mr. L has asked me a couple questions about it because I've spammed like when there's sales for it and like when they announce every year they announce like here's the next 12 packs and they do it like every December. So that just happened and people are pumped. So he said, why is this one of your favorite games? Um, 
it's up there in my games. I don't know if it's in my favorite games, but it's definitely a game that I support and enjoy. And it's because of the theme, like I would give you really good examples of theme. So Mystique is a main character. When you get to her level three, she can turn into any other character in the game or in your collection. So because Mystique shapeshifts. Amazing. The collector collects things and he's a character that you can play. You can spend a resource location type to collect anything you haven't collected before. So you just remove somebody else's card and put it in a pile and call it your collection. And there's a, I can't remember what card it is, but there's a new card and it's, it's you know, like a 15 drop. So it's like an end game card. It's like the living tribunal or something like that. And it basically just says like, make up a rule to the game and it is whatever you want. Um, so you can say, I win the game. That's the rule. Or you can say you have to play with your underwear outside your pants and your opponent has to change to put their underwear outside their pants if you say that. The games never really get that far, but it was like a joke card they gave you and I loved it. It was amazing. So the theme is like perfect on for almost every Marvel character that comes out. Um, and the the monthly release cycle really works for me. It's a themed pack every month. So you'll get like the Brotherhood of Mutants one month and you'll get the Sinister Six another month. So you get these tight nicked like factions that come in each month um the last question was how do i get a starter set or like what is a starter set for versus system so there's all these monthly packs but those aren't like full decks like in marvel champions but anything that says like the blank battles so the very first set is versus system the marvel battles that gets you four factions enough to make four um decks so you could play a four player game it gets you x-men avengers guardians and villains but there's also other ones called like the Fantastic Battles, and that gets you Fantastic Four and the Fantastic Four bad guy faction, whatever they call it. So anything that says the blank battles, the alien battles, the predator battles, that's going to be like a starter set. So you're looking for something that says the blank battles. It'll come with all the tokens and stuff you need. So yeah. Well, the last thing we have to do is add to our lists. So we need to rate these three games. So out of 10, where are you rating overpower um I'm, I'm biased as all hell so i'm gonna rate it a good seven i'm gonna give it a six so it it did pretty good for me i should actually look and see what we rated things last time it's been so long because we and and you'll notice that i'm a hard rater because in, in my opinion if a game is average if it's if it's decent but doesn't exceed expectations it's a five you know i'm not like one of those video game raiders who's like everything's a seven unless it's unless it's actually decent then it's an eight or nine no no we start at five that's right. your middle ground so you said it was a six or seven yeah yeah it, it was a seven for me so right. six it for exceeded me so. average where would you put x-men the trading card game i'd put that at a five it felt average it yeah, was enjoyable for- but average for me, I'm going to put it at a six. I thought it was about equal to overpower for me. I have the nostalgia for overpower, so that almost pushed it ahead, but I'm trying to ignore that. Um, they were both better than a like just generic card game to me, so I'm giving them slightly above five. Um, and then versus two-player card game. I'd put that at a six. It, it exceeded average, but it wasn't my thing. Yeah, for me, that one's an eight. So that matches my game from last time, unmatched. And yours are all still way below Magic, your first game. So we'll continue building those geek lists on BoardGameGeek and put them in the show notes. Nice. So you can see as we're rating things where it's where it's grown to. 
And then, so what are we looking at next time? I, I, I have a card game that I want to do next time. Why don't you spoil us and tell us what we're going to talk about? I wanted, so Team Covenant did a live stream of this game. This is a game that I played when it first came out, and I played up until almost the end of it, and it's Anachronism. I ah. thoroughly enjoyed this game. It is still a game I play today with friends. Um, it is not your traditional card game. It is a, it's more like a living card game, but it's not a, a deck card game. So, like, all your cards will start in play. Um, it is, it is more of a chess positioning game. So, um, if you haven't watched the Team Covenant stream, I highly suggest watching it. Look at this. We're giving props to Team Covenant over here. We'll put a link in the bottom. That sounds good. You better send me some tokens. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, their, their stream showcased it very well. And it is a game that I have always loved. Now I play with house rules, um, the, the way me and my friends play is you can use any card from the same culture, but you cannot cross culture. So in, in the game, you you could have like Beowulf wielding Excalibur, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> but I don't have a problem with Robin Hood wielding Excalibur because same culture. Gotcha. Um, and we'll try to play that game before we talk, hopefully, if we can oh, figure out how to do luck. it. Oh yeah, no, I, I I can easily teach you. It's on tabletop. Uh, I do it in five minutes, man. <laughs> Perfect. I'm gonna focus on cooperative card games. So mm-hmm. we had um, Mighty Jim wrote in saying he wanted to hear us talk about Aeon's End. So we'll talk about Aeon's End, and then I I've got this giant wall of card games. So I'm gonna figure out one that's cooperative, and we'll we'll talk about that one or play that one if I can find a mod for it. So. Well, that was card game chit chat. I hope people enjoyed it. It was we didn't talk about Marvel Champions a ton this time, so if if that's what you were tuning in for, I'm sorry. You probably should have tuned out by now. Um, and if you were just wondering what other card games exist that support these awesome Marvel characters, these are the ones that we talked about. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't stream a lot of card games on my Twitch, but feel free to come over to my my Twitch at Crimson MCM or yeah. I believe that's what it is. Uh, I don't even know my own Twitch name. Yeah, Crimson MCM. Um, and definitely check check out any streams I do there. I will try to do a couple card games here and there. Uh, maybe I'll stream when I when me and Kennedy Hawk do Anachronism. That would be great. I think I think if you had enough people on the stream demanding it, you'd probably do a lot of card games. Yeah, I'll do whatever people ask for. It's just I stream at weird times, so I don't get a lot of people in there. Thanks, everybody.